Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What's going on, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And it is that day of the week, that last day of the week that everybody waits for, that everybody looks forward to. And if you're in Los Angeles, you can catch me tonight at the Laugh Factory Hollywood. I'll be telling some jokes for the people. So come through. It's going to be going down at 8 p.m. And tomorrow I'll be at the uh, Hollywood Improv at 7 p.m. Bringing y'all some laughs into your weekend. DJ Nails, what do you got going on this weekend? This weekend, the homie Future is in the city. Um, He's going to be at Nationwide Arena up here uh, this weekend. So the whole city flooded with people just trying parties and pre-parties and all that. After parties. So I'm turning up this weekend. Like it's I do like weekend, nothing right? I want to be a part of. Like, I really, like, that's when I be knowing, like, wow, like, you really old. Like, you just said future and party three times and each time I flinched. <laughs> each time I was like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. When you go Y'all outside, really you get outside to get music. Like future, when you go outside, you get outside to get paid. You don't want to go outside to hang out. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. You are correct. Future could literally do a song called Exercise, 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 and y'all would make up a dance. Like, Damn right. It's fascinating. To me. <laughs> and then be like, he's the best rapper alive. And I'm like, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> All right, now we're about to get into some Black Hair News. If you didn't know, this is how we do every day. We give you all some news from the Black point of view, and uh, we got to talk about some things, man. What's going down? Yeah, this is unbelievable right here. A Texas man just sued his wife's, his ex-wife's friends for allegedly they helping her get abortion pills, and it violates that state's laws. Oh, man. He had no idea this is what they were talking about at the brunch. Had no idea. But you know what? It got real. It got real. And he's also showing who he is. So I wonder if she stays with him. Uh, what's going on with J. Cole? Well, he sat down and did an interview where he just really put his guard down, opened up about being jealous of people who live a normal life. That is wild. I mean, listen, I'm not surprised because as somebody who also just does not like the fame part of things, I get it. You know, Jermaine is just like, listen, I just want to go to the grocery store in peace. And I know that it's a whole other level for him because I feel like I have really like gotten my folks to understand, like, don't walk up and hug me. We're not doing that. Don't try and take pictures in the Whole Foods. We're not doing that. You know, just say what's up and keep it moving. And I feel like we've all come to understand that that's fine. It's great. But I feel like with your man, they, they definitely running up. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. got like a lot more dude fans that I feel like are also like, oh man, yo, let me rap for you. And he's like, I'm really just trying to buy ice cream. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so we'll get into that. We're going to hear him in his own words. We also got to talk about this grandmother, 95, arrested for slapping her granddaughter across the face with a slipper. What? could have happened in that home for a 95-year-old woman to pick up her arm with a with a shoe with a slipper on the end of it and have enough propulsion to smack somebody with it. I don't know, but we're going to find out. Also, we're going to hit into relationships because we've got to go in the group chat and talk about some things and give y'all some time on the phone to so hit us up and let us know your thoughts. So, 1-855-262-6328 is our phone line. It's open 24-7. That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. the Amanda Seal Show to give you all the best in Black Eared news and uh, let's take it down to Tejas. Ooh, Always on some BS boy. Come on Texas. Yeah. Come on. What's it's going a, on now? A man from Texas he's suing his ex-wife's friends for allegedly helping her get abortion pills and this lawsuit claims that the friends violated Texas's abortion laws 
by providing assistance in obtaining these pills. And he's trying to get some financial damages in a court order preventing the friends from helping her with abortions in the future. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Come on, bro. You know, we laugh, we laugh, but like this is the environment they've created, you know, where now someone's husband has become an enemy to the friends and can now litigate around that. When at the end of the day, if your wife wants to have an abortion, maybe her friend shouldn't have helped her get the pills. You should have helped her get the pills because if she doesn't want to have that baby, she should not have to have that baby. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you think that it is your decision, but you don't have to carry the child for nine months. So ultimately you are part of the conversation. Think of it like an office. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got the CEO and you got the president. Now the president is working day to day with the people. So the president absolutely has insight into the ways in which the things work and, you know, the ins and outs of things. And so they can give valid input to the CEO about decisions. But ultimately, the CEO is the chief executive officer. And so the woman is the chief executive ovulator. She gets (laughs) to make the final decision about what's going on. Okay, And in this world that we've created with the repeal of Roe v. Wade, now you have women who are going to possibly be considered murderers for making decisions about what they do with their body. And that is disgusting. This story is just ridiculous. It's drawn criticism from reproductive rights advocates naturally. And they argue that the lawsuit is, of course, an attempt to intimidate and punish those who support abortion rights. But I'm going to add, he's also trying to get a come up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially if his, if her friend's rich. <laughs> he probably wanted that. Now he's going to pay $3 to get that extra slice of cheese on his burger eventually when they go out on a date. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> You're going to have to go outside Texas to access abortion pills. That's a fact. And uh, J. Cole is going to have to stay inside if you don't want to have to get accessed by fans when he goes outside. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's jealous. He's jealous. Let's hear what he has to say. I'm envious of people who don't have strong desire or strong vision and don't have something and they, they live a peaceful yeah. life and an enjoyable yeah. life and, a, and it's like yo and I go okay. to work yeah. I like my job yeah. I, I like my salary I'm not, yeah. not trying stupid to, yeah. rich but yeah. I love my family yeah. I come yeah. home yeah. life is amazing Simple. and they live their life like that and I think that that is just as valid yeah. I think they're equally valid and I don't think you know I, I don't I don't think anyone should feel because I've I've come across people who maybe because we live in a very like we live in a society and a culture that pushes yeah. it's like a hustle culture and work hard yeah. boom boom yeah. boom and I think people cost? I think people could feel almost uh, guilty or like in, yeah. insufficient for not having some great dream to dream and I'm like no it's, okay. it's a blessing sounds about right with him okay cut it out it's not a blessing. I think with him, I think with him, he's thinking like, you know, being celebrity and all this stuff, it's worn out. It's it's old to him. And he's saying it would be a blessing for him to be able to walk down the street and not be recognized and just live a normal life. But I don't get that from this. I remember being at a Thanksgiving, okay, where I was at a Thanksgiving dinner and this couple was there and the dude just like started talking. He was like, you know... I just feel like, and they have like two kids, two beautiful kids. And he has a job and he's like, I don't have a passion. I feel like I am just purposeless every day. And the wife is just sitting there eating the potatoes, smiling. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know that J. Cole's really like landing there. I think the rest of y'all who are listening, if you're looking for your dream or your passion, um, start with your childhood. Start with the thing in your childhood that used to make you excited. And a lot of times that thing gets forgotten with maturity, with age, with responsibility, sometimes with parents undermining the validity of that thing, you know, but start there. I'm a little tidbit for y'all. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about this grandma with the chancleta right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're here at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, I'm here with DJ Nails. And we got to talk about this grandma, who is from where? Florida. (laughs) Of course, the crazy news coming out of Florida. Talking about this 95-year-old grandma. Her name is Miss Hattie Reynolds. She was upset that her 46-year-old granddaughter, Janine Williams, she didn't get out of the bed. She was screaming at her and cursing at her. 
Miss Hattie took her shoe off and started hitting her ass with it. The police was called. Oh. <laughs> and of course, you know, Miss Hattie ended up being the one going to jail. Think about this. I know a Miss Hattie. Every Miss, every Hattie I know, <laughs> they don't play the radio, as they uh, say back in the day. Every Miss Hattie I know is mean. <laughs> Listen, the police had to be called. Okay. So that means that the granddaughter also called the police on her grandmama. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how many slaps in the face she was going to take. Because she may have warned Miss Hattie, like, listen, I done done taken enough slaps in the face with the chancleta. (laughs) Next time you raise it up, I'm calling the boys. And it went down. Daytona Beach Police Chief Craig Capri said that domestic violence law required that Reynolds spend at least one one night in jail, but the granddaughter didn't want to pass charges. Maybe this, maybe this will drive the point home. Uh, I wonder why she was trying so hard to get her out of bed though. Like what was the issue? I don't know, man. If it was the weekend, she probably was trying to get her ass up to going clean. <laughs> you know how my grandma don't play on the right. weekend. <laughs> 95 and 96. Do you understand how you got, do you understand what you got to be at 95 to be like strapping enough and like, you know, vital enough to like, boom, oh. smack your 46 year old daughter over the face with a, with a slipper and then spend the night in jail? <laughs> Popping. Um, whatever she's drinking, I don't know if it's Ensure or Hennessy, but it is working. Okay. It is working. Might be natural ice. (laughs) I don't know, man, but whatever it is, it's keeping them, them bones young for sure. Well, that's it for Black Your News. Coming up next, we're going to jump into the group chat. Okay. Giselle is opening up about the end of her marriage to Tom Brady. We've got the deets right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's a girl, Amanda Seals, and um, breakups are tough. Right now, breakups are tough. Super tough. Super S- tough. Especially if you're super famous, right? <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, it's a doozy. We got- Giselle, 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 uh, Tom Brady's, uh, well, I wouldn't say ex-wife yet, but his baby mama, (laughs) she is opening up on this Vanity Fair, um, cover story, man. She said that she was comparing her end of her marriage with Tom Brady to the, to a death and a rebirth. And you know, when ladies speak like that, they done and they're ready to move on. And, uh, in this uh, cover story, she said what's been portrayed in the media about the demise of their marriage, specifically that she sought a divorce because Brady backed out of his retirement to play football for one more season. She's saying that's just not true. That takes years to happen. She called the idea of leaving Tom Brady over his football career the craziest thing she's ever heard. And she says what's being said is Mm. one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white. So it's sounding like it's just, a, as Amanda would say, a myriad of things that ended up being the catalyst to just break down and end up in, in this divorce. He's probably also been cheating on her forever. Ooh. I'm just saying, like, are we really going to believe that, like, Tom Brady was loyal? And faithful. The, 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 the quote unquote greatest football player of all time. <laughs> like, come on, man. I just feel like that makes me say, what are we talking about? Let's also add, remember the parade when he was down there in Florida? He was wasted. I mean, he had people around him right then and there. Remember that? (sighs) Okay. So, you know, but the biggest story about this is that it's none of our business. It's none of our business. But the question is, you know, have you ever been in a situation Uh, Actually, let's get into y'all's business. Have you ever been in a situation where you just grew apart? There's a movie called Blue Valentine. I talk about it all the time. It is with Michelle Williams. And um, I don't know why I don't have a memory anymore, but it is really, really annoying that I cannot remember anything. But the movie Blue Valentine has Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling, and they start their relationship at a crazy time in her life and he's there and he helps her and later on in life though like they just she's like advanced in her life and he's just stayed you know the the same person and it's such a heartbreaking film nails because you really see that it's like there's nothing big that happened to break this up other than just growth 
I know uh, I have a couple friends who actually were in a relationship. They were married. They have kids and they decided to break it off and get a divorce because they feel like they grew out of love. They grew apart. They really and they and it was amicable and everything still co-parenting and all that. But they just feel like they just grew apart. They're still friends, but no longer in a relationship. It's real, y'all. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. All right. When we get back, we got a call from y'all. So make sure you keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Freaky Friday. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. Thanks so much for listening, whether you're listening on the radio or the podcast. And if you didn't know, we do have a podcast. Yeah, you can go and listen to all form older episodes of the podcast. Just type in the Amanda Seal Show and you can chime in on all these conversations still. 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. So let's go to these phones because we asked you uh, in this poll that we did earlier this week, do you think parents should respect their adult children? Yes or no? Here's another phone call right now. Hi. Uh, in reference to the being respected in your parents' home, I think you should uh, be respected. But the key thing is, it's your parents' home. If you're staying at your parents' home, you know, there's things that parents are going to do that have done. I'm going to say, because I'm, you know, like, I'll be 72, so it's a different era. You know, we 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 got a different mindset. These kids have a different mindset now. You know, there's things you didn't say, you didn't ask why, you just did. You know. So it, 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 it's really different, and I think that today's parents are trying to be more friends uh, with their kids than they are uh, parents, yep. you know? So that's just my take on it, you know? If you're not feeling respected in your parents' home, get out. Get your own home. That's me, Rodney from uh, okay, well, listen. Philadelphia. Actually, I'm in Langhorn. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney. Okay, but, like, sometimes you're just visiting, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You do got your own home. You're just visiting. But here's the thing, Nails, because I heard you echo him when he said a lot of people, a lot of parents are trying to be friends with their kids. Yeah. What what do you think is a because I think that for a long time, what we've considered to be like parents being parents versus being friends with their kids is that there was a boundary. How many of our parents told us like when you were like, I don't know, maybe stressing out about something like go take a nap? Yeah. Yeah. That's happened <laughs> often. Yeah, that's happened often. And it is interesting you you said that because the generation that raised you is that generation is just like, it's my way or no way. Like, that's how it's been. It's my way or no way. So I I get exactly where you're coming from. And they were never like emotionally supported. So they don't have like any real respect for like your emotions. Think about how many folks talk about like their parents having like mental illness but they didn't even realize that until like they got older like oh damn like my mom was crazy you know what i'm saying like you know how people will talk about their parents and like they'll tell a story and like as they're telling the story they're laughing and then you're like yeah that sounds like abuse yeah and they're like yeah my mom used to beat me with a skillet <laughs> you know right. what i'm talking about if i came home with a b my mama would would pin me down in a bathtub and beat me with a skillet <laughs> your mama didn't do that and you're like Mm-mm. that <laughs> Mm-mm. That was abuse. That was yep. abuse. That was Mom. abuse. Yeah. So, you know, I understand what Rodney's saying. And I definitely think that there's something to be said for like, okay, different generational tendencies and different generational expectations. But I also think there's something to be said for like growth. And the fact that so many parents don't understand that like, if you raise a strong child 
and you raise an independent spirit, then they are eventually going to surpass you Mm. as the teacher and the student. Mm. Yes. Because you know why? So many of us stop learning as adults. We stop. We just, we either, we don't have time or we don't have interest. We stop. We stop learning. We stop like delving deeper. We stop continuously pursuing um, healing. And I don't know about you, but I know a lot of the generation that raised me pursuing healing was not on the agenda. It wouldn't, they didn't even have time in many cases, let alone the resources or just even the interest. So there's a lot of, that's what, that's what I think a lot of the chasm is. And I think it gets mislabeled as like, oh, parents are trying to be friends. And it's like, no, I think a lot of parents are just trying to make sure that their children aren't growing up with the same traumas and the same um, isolation emotionally that they had. Can you tell I've been reading books? Keep it up. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We're going to talk about Louisville residents. They're pushing law to help curb gentrification of black neighborhoods. This is the kind of thing I like to see. Action. Action. We also got things I learned this week coming up. So keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking, y'all? It's the Amanda Seal Show. Happy Friday. You done made it through the week, and we are right here to close it out with you. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Thank you for making the choice to listen to us. And shout out to all the cities where we are, man. We're in Richmond. We're in Charlotte. We're in Muscle Shoals. We're in Philadelphia. We're in Columbus. We're in Toledo. We are in Houston. And we are so proud to be in all of your cities, rocking out with you every day right here on the Amanda Seals Show. And shout out to everyone who's listening to us on the podcast worldwide. All right, DJ Nails. Let's get into some more stories, some more Black Hearing News for the people. Shout out to these Louisville residents. They're pushing a law to help curb gentrification of black neighborhoods. Loving seeing the action being taken. I think there's a lot of complaining that goes on, but then people don't know what action to take or they're just too apathetic. So I love seeing this. Can't wait to talk about this story. What else we got? Louisville or London? So these U.S. Beyonce fans, uh, they're sharing why they're opting to go over to Europe to see Beyonce instead of buying tickets to see her right here. Team too much. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, we also talked about how the word ma'am has gone from being like just like a respectful word for someone to now like a signifier for being old. Okay, we got to talk about that because a lot of people are feeling some type of way about ma'am. So we're going to get into that. And also, you know what time it is. Things I learned this week. Yeah, I got to share with y'all some things that have come onto my radar that I was not aware of. So I got to put you onto them because that's what it is. It's all about passing and paying forward. All right. If you miss any of the show, you can listen daily wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can check out my other podcast, Small Doses, wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we got Candy Burrus joining us. You know, your girl who wrote Scrubs. She's also in Escape, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, she's joining us to talk about girl group dynamics. <laughs> and you know, it's going to be juicy. We also end up talking about therapy because, you know, I always find a way to talk about therapy. So make sure you check out that episode, all right? Keep it locked right here. We got more show for you. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Listen, laugh, and learn. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, rocking out here with DJ Nails. And we're going to get into some Black Era news. What's going on? Yeah, shout out to these Louisville, Kentucky residents. They are pushing for a passage of an ordinance, right, that's designed to stop gentrification and prevent the displacement of low-income residents. And it would actually establish a process to evaluate whether developments envisioned for these neighborhoods would result in evictions and prioritize uh, residents of eight neighborhoods in Louisville for uh, municipal assistance programs and create some pathways to restore land and uh, land that was wrongfully taken from them from the government. So all this gentrification that we're seeing happening all across the country, we need to be looking at Louisville and seeing and doing what these residents doing. Listen, because this is what it's going to take. It's going to take taking it back. You understand? Like Mm -hmm. there's no just people doing the right thing thing. 
No, it's going to take folks saying, no, 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 this is not going to happen. This can't go down. And another great example of this is watching the documentary Descendant on Netflix about a group of folks in uh, South Carolina, I think it is, that are, um, was it South Carolina? But they, no, in Mobile, Alabama. And they're talking about how they fought to, and they are fighting to get back the land that had actually been settled by slaves that Mm. were actually stolen after the Emancipation Proclamation. Like there was somebody in their town, this white man in their town that told folks like, yeah, I bet you I can still get a slave ship out of here. And he went and got slaves and brought them here. And then the slave ship crashed and those folks settled in a town called Africatown in Mobile, Alabama. And then, of course, they try and gentrify it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So great documentary to check out. Um, but, yes, I really want to shout out the people of Louisville. Um, more power to you. Keep rising and keep being an example for all of us on how to, like Nail said, challenge gentrification in our neighborhoods. Because, you know, with gentrification comes redlining. Yep. So this is how they undermine our vote. Uh, so from Louisville to London, what are we talking about with the Beehive? And so these Beyonce t- uh, tickets are so high that folks are actually buying Europe show tickets. So and it makes sense too. listen to this. So the TikToker, her name's Ariel. She says she saw Beyonce and Jay-Z's on the run two tour in Paris. Floor seats were $92 each over there. In Dallas, the same tickets were 900 and more. She told the story about the one time seeing Beyonce in Stockholm. She paid less for her flight, which was an international flight, plus her hotel, plus the Beyonce tickets than her friends did for the same show in Dallas. And I will say, if you can get yourself an international vacation out of doing this and paying less than what you would be paying for tickets here, why not do it? You know, I know that people don't want to hear me say this, but I don't know why these tickets are this expensive. I just, I'm going to say that every time, Nails. I'm going to say it every time. Because it's not like she need the money. It just feels like a real, like, disregard of the fans and of where our country is at economically. But, you know, to each their own. And if this is what makes people feel full, then they are going to pay whatever they can to pay for it. Uh, And so to go to a whole other country, I mean, I know that must also be just like a doper, not a doper, but like a different experience, right? Because yeah. you experience the show with folks. I mean, I, I saw Harry Potter and the uh, Half-Blood Prince in Paris, and it was a different experience than seeing <laughs> Harry Potter in the States. But man, that's that's a lot. $900 to see a show is, it's intense. It's intense. And I wonder what the uh, seats that are not floor seats are costing. Right. Right. I, I, I wonder if we will get to a point where artists will actually consider the financial hardships that their their fans are going through to get these tickets. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a multi-million dollar selling artist, but I definitely do. For instance, like my Smart, Funny and Black show. So Smart, Funny and Black is a show that I created for the community. So our tickets always have a tier that is majority $35. And I always make sure that there are $35 tickets that can be procured that are up in the front of the house, because I don't believe that money should be the only reason why you get to see the show from the best place in the house. I want people to come see a show because they know that it's going to fill them up. They know that it's going to make them, you know, feel good. It's going to open their mind, et cetera. But they also know it's not going to break their pockets. Mm -hmm. So you can come see Smart Funny and Black in L.A. on May 18th at the Novo. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Smart, Funny, and Black is my black culture comedy variety game show. No, it is not a Beyonce show, but we might sing a Beyonce song. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So come on out. All right. When we come back, we've got to talk about how y'all being so triggered by the word ma'am. Why are y'all so bothered? Listen, we've got to get into it. Listen, laugh, and learn. This is the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We are, we are. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I am an elder at this point. I am over 40, and I have accepted it, and I am fine with it. But nails, Mm -hmm. some people are not liking the way that the word ma'am is being used. Because a lot of people feel like... (laughs) Like, ma'am is not a word that they want associated with them because it makes them feel old. Yeah. It's a lot of women that are saying this right now, too. Today, when someone, when a woman hears the word ma'am, instead of envisioning, like, elegant French lady, they picture a woman who's past her time, right? Like, I always say yes, ma'am, to people. I yeah, I don't 
think that. You don't? You say yes, ma'am, because it's polite, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was the way I was raised. Yeah, I mean, I think some people are just insecure and they will find anything to trigger that. <laughs> like, they're like not one, ma'am, they think is applied to age. So I get that there's a thought process around the fact that like we are raised as young people to acknowledge elders in a certain way, right? But mm-hmm. if you are 10, then an elder can be just like a 20-year-old. You know right. what I'm saying? Like a 30-year-old. Like anybody that is not in the sandbox with you is ma'am, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. miss so-and-so or auntie so-and-so. So I'm just like, why are you thinking that ma'am means that you are oldie? And let me also say, I like that you think I'm an oldie. I like that. Oldies get special privileges. We get respect. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just let us talk and run our mouths with a little more freedom and grace. Give me that. Give me that because I've been old for a long time, but having to deal with young people expectations. So, call me ma'am. I, I mean, I, I, I still like to use the word ma'am and sir when I'm speaking to people. I don't care how old you are. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. I'm cool with that. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Amanda Seal Show. All right, y'all. It is time for Things I Learned This Week. I am Amanda Seals, and y'all know that I be putting this together every week for y'all. And I really be like keeping my eye open so that I can share with y'all the things that I'm learning. And I got to tell you, this is yet another week where I was like, oh, wow. So for all my 3-6 Mafia fans, I love the song. Ever since I can't remember, I've been popping my collar, popping, popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Well, I had no idea that that song was actually a remake of a song by Alabama rapper The Last Mr. Big. They actually bought it from him. And then let they kept him on the hook. Here's listen right here. Put your hands together for the last Mr. Big Bang. Now ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar with a whole bunch of girls hanging around my block or even in the night. Not a member of 36 Mafia rapping right there that was singing, well, rap singing right there. That is the last Mr. Big. And so that was a fun fact that I learned because I really liked that song and I had no idea that it wasn't their song. It was someone's whole complete song, by the way. Like it wasn't like he like referenced the song and then sent it to them. It was his own song and they liked it so much. They were like, can we have, can we have that? So look out for that one because I had no idea. All right. Also, I also did not know the difference between a burglary and a robbery. So Mm. I didn't know that a robbery, sorry, a burglary means nobody was in the structure. This is how it is in most states. And a robbery means someone is present. I have never known that there was a difference. I thought they were completely synonymous. So basically it's called a burglary if no one's home, but you steal something. It's called a robbery if someone is present and they are stolen, something is stolen in their presence. And um, I found that to be just a, a, a interesting caveat that I never knew it existed. Um, but I also learned that in some states, if you are committing a felony and someone gets killed while you're committing that felony, then whoever got killed, that body gets put on you, even if it's someone who was committing the felony with you. So there is this dude, uh, a young man who is in jail right now because he was 15. He was committing a robbery with some cohorts. The cops were called 
When the cops got there, I guess one of his cohorts started shooting at the cops. The cops shot back and killed the dude that was shooting and that was there with him. And that young man's murder got pinned on this one because the other three dudes that were there plead out. They pled out. So even though it was the cop who killed the dude, the law says that because it happened during a felony that you were committing... The body's on you. That Mm. was a thing I learned this week. So if you were thinking of committing a robbery, make it a birthday. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The last thing I want to tell y'all is I learned about this thing called the Copeland test. So the Bechtel test is basically a uh, system that's a tool to use when you are creating content to test to see if it is sexist, right? And the Bechdel test will run you through like a series of questions that you can apply to your content to see if it's sexist. Well, now they have something called the Copeland test. And the Copeland test is a tool that you can use to tell if a film or TV show is anti-racist. So some of the questions the Copeland test asks are, it'll ask three questions. One, is racism portrayed in this project as systemic and not just as a blatant act of discrimination, bigotry, or hatred? If it passes, yes then that's good. If it's no, then that's an X. It'll also ask, are people of color portrayed as fully human, not reduced to stereotypes or victims? So you're watching the show, you ask yourself, "Mm, is that the case? Yes or no. Then they ask, are whites portrayed as working in solidarity with people of color, not just as villains or saviors? Mm, Yes or no. Now, when you look at a show, and you ask yourself these questions, if there's more yeses than no's, then we in the right ballpark. But if there's more no's than yeses, then what you have said is, oh, this show is not anti-racist. And I want to just make a point about this because I think a lot of white creators specifically will make a project that they feel is like uplifting because they're like, look, we talked about racism, but they're not understanding that the difference between being an ally and a co-conspirator is in how you talk about racism. And when people talk about racism in their projects or even just in their lives as an individual act of somebody just being ridiculous versus as something systemic that creates ridiculous people, then they're not really talking about it from the point of view that it needs to. So those are the things I learned this week. And I would love for y'all to call me up with anything that you learned this week. So give me a ring, 1-855-AMANDA-8. I want to learn. I want to learn from y'all. What'd you learn this week? Did you learn how to change a tire? Talk to me. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more show when we get back. You listen, laughing, and learning, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We almost there to the weekend, y'all. It's Friday. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Your boy Nails hanging with you right now. And 855-AMANDA-8. We're going to go to the phone lines because we have this poll that we did early this week. And this actually came from Amanda's other podcast, Small Doses, where it was like side effects of parents, right? But we started talking about the parents respecting Mm -hmm. their adult children. Yes or no? Do you think so? 855-262-6328. I feel like parents need to respect their kids. I feel like as a young mom, I feel like respect is due to anybody. Um, I have a six-year-old son and we sit there and we have true time where he could teach my parents and he only six. I feel like respect is due to anybody. As far as Adele, like our parents respecting us, I feel like it'll happen on their own time, but you just gotta create that distance and after that, you're good to go. That was dope. Did she say you her and her six-year-old son have truth time? That's right. Oh, that's dope. She said they have truth time and he gets to critique her parenting. Here's something that also teaches. That teaches how to have a conversation that might otherwise be considered difficult or confrontational, but how to do it in a respectful way that ultimately has the goal of sharing this for everybody's benefit. Right. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times when you try to critique like your partner's behavior or, you know, somebody that you works with behavior, there's like this adversarialness that's built in. It's like, oh, defense, defense, defense. And it's like, it don't have to be like that. This can just be like an honest conversation when with um, the best of intentions, you know, that comes from yeah. a place of like, how do we make this work for both of us? So I think that's dope. He's six and she's just teaching him that teaches like how to how to uh, synthesize your thoughts that teaches how to explain yourself. Because not enough of us know how to do that. And then we just grow up and then we can't talk to nobody. That's dope. I'm with it. 
Did so, you think that that was an example of like a parent trying to be friends with their kid? Because I know that there's a lot of parents that would think that. I, I, don't, I don't think that moment right there is. That's an opportunity right there. I think she's teaching her son. Just That man's going to grow up to be one of the best orators of his generation because the way he's being able to talk to his mom and she's being able to respond back to him. Like, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. There you go. We just learned something, y'all. Truth time with your kids. Teach them how to respectfully critique from a constructive place. Man, is that not a skill that we could all learn, especially on these god dang internets? Because a lot of y'all ain't never had that in your life. Now, when we get back, something we did not need in our life was the return of firing squad executions. But gosh darn it, if Idaho didn't say, you know what, we're going to give it to you anyway. We'll talk about it when we get back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the That's what we're doing right here. We have reached our cruising altitude. We are up. We are up. We are up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by DJ Nails, and uh, we've got some black urine news for you. Let's just let's just run it down. Run it yeah, down. Idaho. Idaho just passed a bill Monday <laughs> with a veto-proof majority that will allow firing squads for execution. I used to, you know, I used to only know about Idaho that they had potatoes, and I liked it better that way. I don't like that I got to keep hearing about Idaho. Okay. Mm. No, you the hoe. Okay. <laughs> um, man, what's up? What else? What's going on? Afro man. Well, he's being sued, but wait till you hear who he's being sued by. And it ain't got nothing to do with him being hot. Listen, if you know anything about Afro man, he's hilarious. Okay. So the reason why this is even happening is also hilarious okay so we're gonna get into that we're also gonna talk about malia obama malia obama is out here charting a course as a writer so we're gonna tell you what show she is currently getting credited as a writer on i think it's super dope to see her coming out from under her parents and and doing her thing and charting her course stick around stay connected with us on social media at seal said it give us a call at 1-855 amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 listen laugh and learn the Amanda Seal Show. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show, and I'm Amanda Seals, and I feel like I may just have to stop eating potatoes to boycott Idaho. That's the first place that we got to go to in our first Black Hero News story of the day. Yeah, they just passed the bill on Monday with a veto-proof majority that will allow firing squads for execution in the state, basically when drugs are not available for lethal injection. And you listening, you might be thinking like, well, they'll never get to that point where they won't have the drugs for lethal injection on deck, right? No, you're wrong. Because an inmate on death row already had his execution postponed multiple times because of drug scarcity. This begins the conversation around, you know, the death penalty. And once upon a time, I used to be one of these people who was like, yeah, I get it for certain things, for certain, you know, crimes, etc. However, we live in a country where the justice system is by no means fair and where we have seen so innumerable cases, right, where someone was falsely charged yep. and then convicted and then lived in prison for decades yep. only to find out. That they had not only, I mean, we saw a story the other day where somebody was convicted of a crime and was in jail for 21 years for a crime that no one did. Yep. Okay. There was the crime never even happened. So in a country with that much penchant for error to still be practicing the death penalty just feels really irresponsible. And then you can talk about the morale, the moral, the moral part of it, right? Which is that who the hell are these people carrying out the death penalty to be saying that somebody should get the death penalty? Like, who are they? Um, because ultimately it comes down to just like other individuals and that are being put on a jury and put in a seat as a judge that get to determine whether someone's life gets to be lived or not. I think in the case of, you know, people like, uh, Dylan, you know, Booth who, who shot up, 
you know, these, these people that were in the church, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who shot up the tops market, we look at those stories and we're like, yeah, they deserve the death penalty. They deserve it. And I, I completely understand that. But I think there's also just a moral standing of like, where do we draw the line at who gets to decide on people living and dying when it deals with the justice system? But if you're wondering, Mississippi, Utah, Oklahoma, and South Carolina all have firing squads. So apparently um, the law is on hold for South Carolina, but it might come into play. Firing squads. I can't even deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's talk and about more, Afro And more man. dealing with the Popo news. Yeah, Afro man dealing with the Popo. He's being sued by deputies who actually raided his house and came up with no drugs, but they came up with $400 and his wife recorded them when they were raiding his house and also the surveillance cameras in the house. They got footage of the raid too. And he's using that on his merch and in music videos. And these deputies, they're suing Afro man because they're saying they didn't give him permission to use their image and likeness in his merch and uh, his music videos. And they're saying it's causing them emotional distress. The irony. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Because he wasn't caused emotional distress when y'all came up in the crib. Right. right. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious to see how this goes down. I'm curious to see how it goes down because they also took money and they didn't give it back. So Afro man is still laughing, though, because I know he's just glad they are feeling some type of way, which is why he did it in the first place. Coming up next, we got Malia Obama putting the pen to the paper for a show that is definitely getting a lot of attention. So we're going to tell you what show that is when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's your girl Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to watch uh, the new thriller series Swarm on Amazon Prime. It is directed by uh, Mr. Donald Glover and it was co-created by Janine Neighbors. But also, there's a writer who's credited on the show that if people, I think a lot of people have heard of before. Yeah, I literally. But not spit, in this context. I spit out my cranberry juice when I saw this right here. Former first daughter, Malia Obama, helped co write the fifth episode of this show, Swarm. This is so dope. It is. It is. And the fifth episode is a doozy, by the way. It is a doozy. Uh, so apparently, um, you know, the daughter of the former U.S. president, she's a very professional person, an incredible writer, an artist, as well as an amazing, talented person, as quoted by Janine Neighbors, one of the creators. And I think this is really cool. I think that, you know, the, the daughters of the president, remember, Michelle has been out here talking and she was like, listen, we felt like we had to be so perfect when we were in the White House because we were like representing all the black people. So like you never saw scandal with our girls, like you never saw them in the mix with anything. So it's dope to see the daughters, you know, finding their own path and getting into spaces where they can shine and uh, i have watched the entire series it is a doozy it is a doozy but shout out to dominique um dominique fish why do i always forget her last name um she she is acting you hear me she (laughs) is acting dominique fishback is acting and i got the opportunity to dm her and tell her girl you acting you acting and she was like i can't wait till you see the seventh episode so i watched the whole series it is in true Donald Glover style, it is going to take you down roads that you did not consider. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. That's it for Black Your News. We got the PSA, the Public Seals announcement coming at you next and more. Because that's what we do here at the Amanda Seals Show. We're going to give you all these laughs and facts and do it through the lens of being black. Because this is how we do things. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We we up, we up, we up. We up, we up on the Amanda Seal Show. 855 Amanda 8, 855 262 That's the phone lines. You call in and you just chime in on some of these topics. All right, this conversation we're having right now. When did you first realize you were grown? Let's go to the phones. I would have to say that I realized that I was grown when I had my son. I got pregnant at the age of 18 and I felt super alone. So at that point, I knew that I was grown. Like, it was all me. Like, you have to do whatever you got to do. Grow the hell up. That was me. Um, as far as the other question where it says parents, me and my mom, we have a respect level as grown-ups and as me being a mom as well as a grown-up. Now, I will say that sometimes my mom does step into the role where she feels like she's supposed to always put her two cents in. But I allow her to put her two cents in, but out of respect, she 
respects me to know that I'm going to do what I feel like doing because it's my life and it's my controller. Okay. Yes. <laughs> she was having a whole monologue on the show. <laughs> But I heard what she said and I agree. All right. Lord Judge. have mercy. She was at a certain point. I think she forgot that she was actually like on the phone with us. She was just like, I need to get this off my chest. Turn into Man, a And listen, there was a lot of levels in there. She answered like three different questions. You heard yep. me? Three different questions. Well, I appreciate y'all always calling up and sharing your thoughts with us right here at the Amanda Seal Show. 1-855-262-6328. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next hour, March 20th was the 20th. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 20-year anniversary of the Iraq War. So we're going to talk about it. And, uh, the, you know, the, the hindsight 2020 of it right here on the Amanda Seal Show. You'll be locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We show about to round out this Friday we're about to head on out of here in a little bit but we still got more stories for you right here I am Amanda Seals your favorite comedian and common sense specialist make sure you come and check me out tonight if you're in LA I'll be telling some jokes at the Laugh Factory Hollywood 8pm and I'll be at the uh, Hollywood Improv tomorrow night at 7pm so come and check me out what do we got going on for Black Hair News DJ Nails this week actually marched the t- uh, marked the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War uh, and let's go back and kind of look back at it in 2020 hindsight yes uh, I've definitely been seeing a lot of videos online you know as it relates to the Iraq War and I think a lot of people don't really truly understand like how impactful it was to so many of our generations so gonna get into that also, uh, what, what, what's next? What else? We wrap up our topic this week. Mothers raising their daughters, but loving their sons. A lot of people chiming in on the phone still at 855-262-6328. The group chat was lit up with thoughts on this one. We also got things I learned this week. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Listen, laugh, and learn. Y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. Uh, DJ Nails, well, first of all, let me just say this. March 20th was the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War. I think a lot of our generation, you know, I'd say you're a generation behind me. So I remember being in fourth grade when this happened, like when it launched. I remember the impetus of like, oh, like people are going to go to war. Like they're going somewhere and they could get hurt. Like, I remember that. So many of my peers took part in the Iraq war. You know, they yeah. were over in Iraq and over in Afghanistan and they came back messed up. Yeah. And yeah. they came back messed up. And I think what really happens is that we just see things happening for America. And we're just like, I mean, I guess, but y'all in hindsight, it has very clearly been stated that George Bush and Dick Cheney orchestrated this war for means that were not noble or about, you know, protecting America. They did not go over there because Iraq actually had weapons of mass destruction, which is what they claimed was the case. No, they went over there, one, 
because they wanted the resources and two, because there was like a grudge being held about the the desert storm that went on during George Bush senior's presidency. Mm. But I think we don't necessarily talk enough about this. And the truth is now people are starting to talk and they should be heard. Listen to this. When are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9-11. You lied about Iraq being attacked. You sent me to Iraq. You sent me to Iraq in 2003. My friends are dead. Joshua Castillo. You killed people. You lied. You lied about WMD. A million Iraqis are dead because you lied. My friends are dead because you lied. You need to apologize. Apologize. Now, what you're hearing is a post from Jason Flom that shows veteran Mike Prisoner, I think it's Prisoner or Prisoner, confronting George Bush at an event about his role in launching the Iraq war. And this is, again, a veteran. Okay, now he's being ushered out of here, Nails, and being told, oh, you need to behave. Imagine that. The man who went and fought overseas for this country being escorted out of an event for the event that he fought in. Listen, the people there are, are veterans in this. And even if they were, why should his voice not be heard? Nothing he's saying is not true. Nothing he's saying is not true. And I think it's really hypocritical that this country loves to talk about like, oh, we love our vets. Thank you for your service until they start keeping it a buck about what their service had to entail and about how they were misused and mistreated. But this is very real. It costs around a trillion dollars to do this war. And apparently and importantly, more importantly, hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives for no reason. And we must remember they say a million Iraqis lost their lives. And all of this was for the warmongering of Bush and Cheney. And remember that war arms dealer that mm-hmm. was traded for Brittany Griner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to my knowledge, he was a part of like providing arms in this situation. So we say all that to say that to all who lost their lives in the Iraq war, you know, we thank you for your service. And for those who lost their lives, as innocent people, I, as an American, apologize for the role that this country played in coming into a country that they had no business in being in and changing the lives and the trajectory of that country forever, only for the goal of greed. And I, I hate that I have to be a part of a, a legacy of that by just being a citizen of this place. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, mothers raising their daughters, but loving their sons. That's next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We are- we up, we up. We up, we up, we up. And it's Friday, baby. The weekend kicks off in a little bit. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Nails, and that is Amanda Seals. Let's go over to these phone lines real quick because y'all still chiming in on this conversation that actually was brought up because Amanda's podcast, her other podcast, Small Doses, where they talked about the side effects of parents. And this topic right here is a hot topic, a hot button. Do you feel like there's a difference in the way that mothers raise their daughters versus their sons? Um, I am a mother of both. And one thing that I've noticed, I, I actually have a friend who, who is like that, and she's very biased towards her daughter, and all of the love goes to her son. And she and I actually had a very difficult verbal altercation in regards to that because I don't like that. And what I've noticed is she doesn't like who she is and her daughter reminds her of her and then she has a you know a son who is a complete different individual in a different aspect of her thoughts he's not who she is she doesn't like herself her daughter reminds her of her therefore she puts that negativity off on her daughter and puts all that love to her son because he's not what she doesn't like about herself and she's putting that to start emphasizing to better him and not to better her child I mean, honestly, I'm not sure why the moms actually do raise their sons. I mean, you know, raise their daughters and love their sons. It's kind of weird because if you think about it, and I mean, I feel as though a lot of men can agree with this. A lot of men actually do really well once my mama tells me something to do once she's raising me. And as a daughter, I mean, it means a lot. So I have a couple of sisters that, Sometimes if mommy just said this and mommy just said that, you know, 
and, and they sometimes compare it to how mommy even raised us. Like, it's weird. I just think that females should actually go a little bit harder, break that narrative, because I think kids need equal, equal everything. That's the only way to make a well-rounded kid, in my opinion. But you have a good day. So I was um, calling to say, I don't really think that it is they love their daughter. I mean, love the son and raise the daughter. I just feel like they are only the woman um, is only doing what she knows as far as raising the daughter to be the woman that she should be. Whereas with a boy, she can't really, a woman can't relate to what is required to raise a boy to a man. So it's not a thing as she loves the daughter, I don't feel, I mean, loves the son more than the daughter. I just feel that she just doesn't know how to raise a man, period. But yep, that's my, that's my take on it. Thank you for calling. I love that this topic just raised so many folks to raise their voice because I feel like a lot of folks feel like they haven't been heard on this, but I appreciate you. Remember, you can listen to Small Doses wherever you get your podcast and you can watch it every week on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. We debut new episodes every Thursday on Amanda Seals TV with uh, me in the chat talking to y'all at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, we got more Amanda Seals show next. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The nation is talking about the Amanda, Amanda Seal, Seal Show. Show. Do you understand what you got to be at 95 to be like strapping enough and like, you know, vital enough to like, boom, smack your 46 year old daughter over the face with a slipper and then spend the night in jail? <laughs> Popping. Um, whatever she's drinking, I don't know if it's Ensure or Hennessy, but it is working. Okay. It is working. It might be naturalized. So, <laughs> hey, it's Amanda Seals. Join us on Monday. We will have the hottest trending stories, Blackberry News, The Big Up Let Down, and your calls. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday on the Amanda Seals Show.